Hey, it's Jeff Farley of the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church and our weekly podcast, Today's Word. From our weekly sermons, we're starting a new series on hope, uh, five weeks, uh, and we're starting here at John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14, hear hope. In the beginning was the one who is called the Word. The Word was with God and was truly God. From the very beginning, the Word was with God, and with this Word, God created all things. Nothing was made without the word. Everything that was created received its life from him, and his life gave light to everyone. The light keeps shining in the darkness, and the darkness has never put it out. God sent a man named John who came to tell about the light and to lead all people to have faith. John wasn't this light. He came only to tell about the light. The true light that shines on everyone was coming into the world. The word was in the world, but no one knew him, though God had made the world with his word. He came back into his own world, but his own nation did not welcome him. Yet some people accepted him and put their faith in him, so he gave them the right to be the children of God. They were not God's children by nature or because of any human desires. God himself was the one who made them his children. The word became a human being and lived here with us. We saw his true glory, the glory of the only son of the father. From him, the complete gifts of undeserved grace and truth have come down to us. So the word is that in Buffalo, in the north of the city where I grew up, and then the south, the folks there were supposed to get between two and four feet of snow. I understand in Orchard Park, they got 77 inches as of Saturday morning. Lake Erie and Lake Ontario are not frozen, and with the polar airflow going freely over the lakes and picking up moisture, snow, and lots of it, was predicted. Even for Buffalo, four or five feet of snow is a lot of snow. In a community that is used to its snowing, this was a situation that could be considered a fairly large crisis. Crises, of course, come in all shapes and sizes. For one, the crisis is what to put on the Thanksgiving table, pumpkin pie or apple pie. For another, it's which house to go to for Thanksgiving, moms or mom-in-laws. But for some, the crisis is far more challenging. What, if anything, we will eat? on the Thanksgiving because we don't necessarily have anything. Where will we eat it? Under the bridge or in the tent we just made from scavenged tarps? And for some, will the missiles disrupt dinner? We all know about crisis and we have all experienced them. Some may have heard that Liliana is in the children's hospital in Pittsburgh with pneumonia and it's making for a very scary Thanksgiving. We have all felt the fear of crisis, and it is into that fear and worry that John speaks the words, in the beginning was the one who is called the Word. The Apostle John, if the tradition is correct, was facing crisis himself, living in exile on the island of Patmos, penalized by the Roman Empire for his work on behalf of what was become known, becoming known as Christianity. He was a follower of the troublesome Jesus who regularly confronted hypocrisy and injustice with sincere love and compassion. And he was, John will soon explain, the Word. Into crisis, God speaks. And if we are willing, we hear. 
And while our crises tend to be perhaps less disruptive than John's, he who had been chased by armed soldiers for having associated with Jesus, our crises, crises are just as real, if perhaps not so physically dangerous. We're struggling with jobs, families, budgets, too much week and not enough time, energy, and resources to deal with it all. And lots of us are beginning to feel discouraged, tired, sad, and dejected. It is into this sense of discouragement and disruption that John shares the good news in his telling of the gospel story of the arrival of Jesus the Messiah. Unlike Luke, who tells us the nativity story of the trip to Bethlehem and of Jesus' birth, John tells us about who Jesus was and is, not about the baby in the manger, but about God's presence come into the world to make some fundamental changes in how we understand God and ourselves. John offers us the gift of hope as we come to understand that this Jesus was not just a baby, as cute as they are. But the Word, God's eternal presence, the one through whom God created all that exists, and the very one God sent to help God's creation, finally come to an understanding that while we struggle with this life, God is with us. You see, we're not alone. Hear it and believe. We're not alone, never, ever alone. God has lived among us and knows the truth about all our human frailties and all our challenges. No matter what we face, God gets us and offers us hope that while what we are dealing with is overwhelming at times, it is nothing that we and God together can't overcome. The gift of God's, uh, the gift of John's prologue to his stories about Jesus is he lets us know that the cosmic presence knows us and loves us and desires for us to live this life full of love and grace. We need not give in to sadness, discouragement, tiredness, and dejection, but we can look up and see and hear that God has us. God is with us. God is in us. And even more amazing is that God is in us, not just individually, but in us collectively as a community. None of us are in this alone. Not only is God with us, so are our brothers and sisters in faith. All you had to see was all the Christmas shoeboxes and the Thanksgiving baskets and turkeys and all the people who contributed them. And no, it is not by ourselves that we follow Jesus. We are the assembly of the faithful. We are the gathering of God's people. We are the church, not a building, but a community, sustained by the word himself, by communion, by baptism, by faith in the word, who in the very beginning created all that is, and then at the right time, walked among us. So open your ears and hear. Hear it in the hymns we sing, the prayers we offer, the scriptures we read, in the work this community does in the world, and in the fellowship that encourages us to grow in faith and practice. Don't give in. Instead, embrace the good news that Jesus is with us. He who is called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so it all begins as we begin the season of Lent. Amen. 
Thank you, folks, for tuning in and checking us out. We thank you for stopping by. We'll be here next Sunday, same time, same channel.